0: A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday, Haley. Happy Saturday.
1: Happy Saturday, Dan.
2: Yeah, we've got our inaugural, very first. <laughs> yes. Oh, good grief. Why do I do that? What? I said inaugural. I don't oh. need to say very first. Yeah. This is our you very first. You are a repeater. I do. Yeah. I like to really make sure everybody understands what mm-hmm. I was trying to say. Yeah. No, this is our first full episode, Repolite Home Improvement Show, on video. Yes. So you can catch it on air like you're listening right now, but if you want to see the magic as it's happening... You know, like pulling back the curtain and seeing the wizard
1: behind
2: and whatever Haley is. Which? No, I would never say that. Like a Noompa Loompa. Oh, that's the wrong. I'm mixing stories anyway. (laughs) Doesn't matter. You'd see us, the wizard, and whatever I am (laughs) as we pull the show together. And that might be kind of fun. Who knows? And you can find it by going to YouTube and searching for the Repco Light Home Improvement Show. And if you do go there, Click subscribe yes, or whatever you're supposed to do. Subscribe, yeah. And then, yeah, every time we come out with a new, brilliant, amazing video that will not waste minutes of your life, you'll be able to catch it. And you'll also be able to find these on RepcoLite's Facebook page, on the Home Improvement Show Facebook page.
1: On the Instagram page. All
2: kinds of places. So anyway, that's enough of that. It's a new thing. So we think it's kind of fun and we're having fun with it. Yes. Now, this show, this episode, we've built it around the idea of saving money. That's our plan. We want to help people save money because I want to save money.
1: Right. I think that we both really like that topic. We both like saving money.
2: I don't know how many people, I mean, really, do you have a lot of successful topics about blowing money? Hmm. This week on the show, we're going to talk about how to waste your spending. We to or talk your money. about Lomi. Lomi. That is a way to make money, isn't it? <laughs> Haley has Lomi. We talked about that a while back. It's a
1: composter, $400, $500 yeah.
2: composter that sits on her counter.
1: Yep. I yeah. do love it, but, Yeah, that you was know. a lot of
2: money to just spend on loan. Right.
1: It wasn't a sale item. <laughs> no.
2: So anyway, this show is going to be about saving money, and we're going to focus on um, DIY, like paint-type projects, decorating-type stuff. And at the end of the show, the last segment, we'll be talking about cheapo wallpaper. Yeah, wallpaper
1: a- is something that we've talked about quite a bit this year because it's a really high-impact project, but it's really expensive, and we know that. So we've put together a list of some less expensive wallpaper lines. um, And some cheaper
2: projects that you could jump into and still get good bang for your buck. Right. We'll also be talking about painting tools and showing you where and where not to try to save money.
1: Exactly.
2: Uh, Because that's a very interesting conversation. And we each have made a list and we don't know what the other one thinks. If this is a tool that you save money on or not, so we're going to have a throwdown. Yep, I am
1: ready to debate that, Dan.
2: Right, it might be a brawl. (laughs) You might want to watch that on video. It may need to be edited for content. Sure. And viewer discretion is advised. (laughs) So that's coming up. Right now, though, let's talk about paint and ways to save money on paint. And Before we jump into all the different products that we're going to talk about that are a little more on the inexpensive side, I think we do want to say that The better paint you can afford to buy for your project, you know, what the highest you can go in the budget for your paint is where you probably want to go. Because better paint doesn't just look better and last longer and all of those things, which it does, but also applies a lot easier. And that's a big deal.
1: It is a big deal. It makes your life easier. It goes faster. The project is less stressful. And ultimately, you're more happy with the results.
2: Right. Now, my mom, and I've talked about this on the show before, but it really makes the case she did tons of painting and still does tons of painting. Mm-hmm. And we would come home and sometimes it'd be, you know, in a week. Seriously, we'd come home and the breezeway would be a different color every single day.
1: It's like paint mania. Are we at
2: home? <laughs> what is going on? And mom was always painting, and she always bought whatever she could find sure. wherever, you know, yeah. the cheapest stuff the she cheapest could find. Stuff. And she made it work, you know, and she, it was never on the wall long enough to worry about well, durability sure. or anything. Yeah. And anyway, about eight, 10 years ago or so, you know, I'd been at Repcolite for a while, and I still couldn't get her to drop the money to right. get a little better product. And finally, they did for a project for my sister painting her cabinets, they used Repcolite's Hallmark. At the time. And at the time that was our premium Mm -hmm. line of interior products. Now we have Optima, which would be what we recommend now. But mom used Hallmark and literally that day she called me five, six times in the office just just to tell me that she couldn't believe how well it was going, how much faster it was applying. Right. No spatters, no drips and runs, not like she was used to. So all of that to say better paint really does make a difference. It doesn't you know, it's it's hard to wrap our brain around that.
1: Right. Especially when you don't work in paint and you don't physically see the differences on a daily basis. It's right. very hard to hear that there's a large difference between a $35 gallon and an $80 gallon. But there is.
2: Paint right. is different. Right. And so keep that in mind. Go with the best thing you can afford for your budget. But with that said, not everybody's budget is the same. You right. know? And not every room or space needs the premium top well, of the line exactly. product. So there's a lot of leeway and play in that as well. So let's start with some of the products that you could consider as alternatives to some of these higher-end things, and we're going to give you their pros and their cons, and you can decide from there. And Haley, let's start with a contractor-grade product.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, when we're and talking about... what we
2: mean by contractor-grade. I was on it. Oh, you were doing it. <laughs> I'm the director, so...
1: No, what we're talking about with contractor-grade products are paint products that aren't going to be as washable as like an entry-level product for a homeowner. Contractor-grade are going in commercial spaces, typically, and they're touched up frequently by people that maintain those spaces. So, painting rather than cleaning, and they're just inexpensive.
2: Right. Inexpensive. Yeah. Yes. I don't always hear very well, so... <laughs> Anyway, the, the Benjamin Moore version that you would recommend.
1: Ultra Spec 500 is the Benjamin Moore version of a contractor-grade product. And I've used it myself uh, in a rental space. I had permission at the time. And I knew because it was a rental, this is not going to be here forever. I also don't have a giant budget to spend on a product that's not going to be on the walls forever. And so it did that job. However... Like we talked about, using it is not quite as nice as when I would use things like a premium product like, like what did Optima. What you notice
2: was different? Just a couple of things quick.
1: One, the hide. So it's not going to be a great option if you're doing an extreme color difference. I was using a light yellow over a beige and really struggled. I had to do three coats. So ultimately, potentially, wasn't actually saving money because I'm doing an extra coat of paint because it's not hiding as well, being a contractor-grade product.
2: So that's one. Did you have another application difference that you noticed?
1: Um, It brushes out. Not as well, right? You're going to get more of like the brush marks, the ropiness, um, the self-leveling built into those products. I don't think is as good.
2: Okay. So that's UltraSpec. Still good, though, for a lot of situations. Yeah. Might and especially
1: be... if you're a contractor and you're spraying these products, some of those application differences don't make quite as much
2: difference to you. Right. Now, RepcoLite has elements. That would be our version, you know, that fits in this category. And it's available in a flat, an eggshell, a satin sheen, a semi-gloss. So all the basic sheens. Uh, It's a very interesting line. Uh, The label is fun. It's built like a periodic table of elements. Yes, I do like the label. Yeah. And we've got wall paints, which are clearly marked on the label. We've got trim paints in the line, which are clearly marked on the label with little element badges. You know, the walls are like element W-A. And then it's got a number, (laughs) like an elemental number. Yes. And that's whatever number it is in the sequence of how you'd apply it. Like the primer is numbered as I one. See.
1: Yes. Or, you know,
2: and all yeah. of that. So we've got a primer, a ceiling paint, the all the wall paints, and then there's a high build trim paint. Now the wall paints and stuff, they're all going to offer good washability, good hiding, you know, easy no spatter application. So they'll apply mm-hmm. nice. Not as nice as better stuff, but still pretty right. good. The uh, primer is a really great option for drywall. It's a really good way to save some money on your drywall is to go to the Elements wall primer. Really recommend that. And the high build trim paint is really interesting because it's made to compete against some major competitor products like Solo and stuff like that. And it really does perform very well against those. So if you're looking for an inexpensive line to jump into, Elements is something to consider and talk with the people about in the store, you know, at any rep Light Port City Paints when you come in. So Elements Ultraspec, those would be the contractor Professional grade, right? Yeah, exactly. Now let's go to the next step up.
1: I would call it entry level products, right? Things that we would sell to first time homeowners that are on a budget, you know, repainting an entire house and trying to keep that budget in check. These products are typically easier to apply. Ben specifically by Benjamin Moore has been designed specifically to be the easiest to apply in their wall paint line because it was meant for people that are new to painting. So it's really forgiving. It has a little bit of a longer open time. So when you do brush and roll, you're getting a little bit better of self-leveling, which is important when you're new to painting.
2: Right. So that's Ben and Ben. Bathrooms, I mean, would you put it everywhere or are there limitations to where you'd recommend using Ben? In
1: um, any product, you know, you've got to think about sheen as you're trying to get into more extreme situations like bathrooms or kitchens. So with some products, we can go down to an eggshell in those situations or a mat even. in this product for a bathroom or a kitchen, I'd go up to the semi-gloss Um It's just kind of the sacrifice that you've got to make when you're going with less expensive
2: products. Right. So you do want to have conversations in the stores before you just jump in and buy, you know, ask questions, understand exactly what's going on. Because in a lot of these conversations about price, you might be better off, like Haley mentioned in the beginning, how the cheaper product that you use didn't hide as well. Right. You end up using three coats. Your situation, you might save money going to a more expensive initial purchase. Because you're going to have to do it less.
1: Yeah, the or, sticker shock is there, but in the long term, it actually it equals
2: out. Right, or it might perform better in certain situations. I'm thinking cabinets and stuff like that. You want to make sure it's a it's a big project to jump into and to bite off. You don't want to go through all that work. You know, good paint will apply better and easier than cheap paint, but more importantly, it will perform right. way better. So you don't want to go through all that work and have something that doesn't perform as well exactly keep those things in mind along the lines of ben in the repco light line i would say carefree is a great option we've got all the different finishes it's it's been a product that we've made for years and years and years and years it's been a standard workhorse product it was our main line until hallmark came about years back but it's still a great price point it's a great all-purpose product use it in almost any situation and it applies very well Again, it's just a great product to get if you're looking for that lower price point. Exactly. Now, one last one we want to quick highlight is if you're looking for a premium paint, you really do want the best you can get. RepcoLite's Optima is going to be that, but it's going to come in at a price point that's almost... It's like
1: $20 less than other premium products. Exactly. They're going to perform the same. So. Yeah. It's actually a premium product that could really save you money. And I think we talked about or touched on it a little bit that you can save money by going with a premium product when you have situations that require higher hiding or you need the durability to be there longer. But on top of that, you're also saving $20 probably on a product that compares to something in that same range. So.
2: Whatever you're working on, whatever space you're painting, we've got products that will work, and we can fit products into almost any budget. So just swing out to any Rep or Port City Paints. Tell us what you're doing. We'll make a recommendation. Absolutely. All right. It's time for a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about paint tools, and we're going to debate whether this tool is something that you should skimp on. Or splurge. Or really splurge yeah. on. And we're going to see once what you think, what I think. We'll find out if Haley's debate. right or wrong.
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: and that's all just ahead. <laughs> Stay tuned.
0: Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM.
2: And we're back. And we all know it's true that saving money is really, really fun. Right? It is I very love it. fun. You love it. <laughs> we know that there's all kinds of money that we're dropping right now more than we were even just a few months ago. Right. You know? We could all crab about that, but really that's what we're all doing when we're not listening to the radio. So, at least here, we don't have to spend too much more time on that, right?
1: Yes, just solutions here.
2: Let's just deal with solutions, and we gave solutions, we were dishing out solutions in the last segment, talking about some more inexpensive paint lines. and. What makes that a little bit interesting is that the products we covered mm-hmm. were products that we don't normally shine a spotlight on.
1: Right. We don't normally talk about those things on the show because, quite honestly, they're a little bit less interesting technology-wise. It doesn't give us as much to talk about. There aren't as many cool features of a right. more inexpensive product.
2: Right, right. Paint, you know, you're trying to figure out what is the story paint is telling. And yeah. scuff tells a story because it resists scuffing. Right. But regular paint... Well, it went on. It looks like a color. It's paint. Not a lot of story there. But it is a story if you're trying to save some money and we've got great options and that's what we covered. Now, in this segment, we want to talk about tools. And it's going to have to bleed over into the next segment as well. But we're going to talk about all the paint tools. That you typically need for a basic paint project, right? Yeah,
1: especially if you're just starting out and this is your first home, maybe you're collecting all of those tools still, it could be a lot to buy and a big investment.
2: Right. Now, saving money on tools and stuff like that isn't just buying the cheapest stuff we can find. We talked about that last time. Right. You know, it's a common saying that that cheap cheese ruins the casserole.
1: Right? Oh, Have you heard sure. that before? Okay. I just say cheap is cheap.
2: Okay, well, cheap. I, I like mine because cheap cheese ruins the casserole. Everybody can, can relate to that. Dog hair ruins the casserole, but that's not really what we're getting at. Right. It's the cheap that can sometimes <laughs> wreck something. And when you skimp on certain tools, you can have bad results. Sometimes yeah. you can skimp and it's no big deal. Right. So we want to kind of go over the basic tools that you would need, and we'll give you a, a thumbs up from me. Or Haley, will decide. Is We're this one that you skimp down. on? Is this one that you drop money on? And let's start with brushes, Haley. What do you think? When it comes to brushes for my paint project, is this a skimp on it? Or is this a drop the big bucks and get something good?
1: Okay, I have kind of a split answer. I know this is cheating a
2: little I bit. Know. I'm going to cheat too, so don't worry about
1: it. But normally, I would spend on a brush. That's where I would splurge. However, for the sake of argument here, I think skimp.
2: OK, I, I think so, too. I think I, I'm exactly where you're at. It's a tough call because better brushes save you money in the long run. Yes, because
1: you, know, because you can clean them out easier. Right, they release the paint. They're designed to do that. Yeah, Cheap brushes aren't designed to clean out super well because right. they're throwaway.
2: Right. They're disposable. And I've spent, you know, 18 bucks on a good brush. And I did that five years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's still my go to brush. It works better. It applies more paint when I'm cutting in. Right. It's the brush I really want to use. But I've had a number of projects where, you know, maybe I'm using oil-based paint, something Mm -hmm. that's not as easy to clean up. Sometimes even certain projects with water-based paint. I just, I've got a cheap brush on hand. It does the job. And it gets me by. And right. it costs me maybe 13 14 bucks less. So,
1: and sometimes, honestly, I'm the person that forgets to clean out the brush soon enough for it to be easy enough for me to want to clean out. And that's a real bummer if it is an expensive brush because now I've just wasted money.
2: Yeah, you need to know yourself.
1: Yes, exactly. If you're not a cleaner
2: <laughs> outer, then don't be a, right. a, a buyer of good brushes <laughs> because it's not going to be good. Whatever brush you're using, though, you need to know how to take care of it for It's purpose, you know, like you mentioned, a cheaper brush. They don't wash out as well, but you would want to potentially, you know, if you're working over the course of a couple of days, Mm -hmm. wrap them up really well. Now, sometimes people will wrap them in saran wrap and put them in the freezer. You don't need to to go to the freezer route. We like, I like Reynolds Wrap, aluminum foil. Mm -hmm. Wrap them with that really tight. You can store them in, you know, room temperature spaces and they'll be good for a couple of days. And then once you've finished up the project, you can toss them.
1: Exactly, if yeah. If you're
2: going to buy a good brush, you need to make sure you know how to clean it out, and you need to do that after every project. Don't wrap up your good brush and store it over a couple of nights.
1: Right. I think the sooner you wash those out, the better. And even a tip that I learned is pre-wetting a brush with water before you start painting will actually help it clean out a little bit easier. Not with spit, Dan. So
2: you don't lick <laughs> it. That's not good.
1: <laughs> if you're watching the video, you just watched him demonstrate. Yeah. If not, you're spared. <laughs> but no, pre-wetting in the sink, just a little bit of dampness will help it release that paint once you are cleaning it out later.
2: Yeah. So definitely clean it out if it's a better brush, spin it dry in your hands, wrap it in a paper towel to get that shape back Yeah, and store it that way. Definitely something to think about. Avoid the really cheap dollar store brushes. They're going to leave off bristles. Don't go to that length to save money. Right. All right. We don't have any more time for this one. No throwdown yet. We agree so far. We're going to see how we do on the other side of the break
0: coming up soon. Stick around. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung... The Repco Lite Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. Well, Haley, we're working our way through a list of paint tools, commonly used things on a paint project,
2: and we're giving you the recommendation as to whether or not We would spend the money on them to get really high-end premium tools for this particular one. Or skimp. Or maybe skimp on this one. And we started with brushes. Let's go to roller covers. That's what's next. What do you think on that one? Skimp or don't skimp? Splurge. Okay, this is a splurge.
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of the most important tool when you're painting because it's what's applying paint to most of the space that you're painting Mm -hmm. and that applicator has real power in that situation to even make the worst paints look like they're well applied
2: and it's got the ability to make the best paints look like they've been terribly right right yeah yeah it, it definitely affects it now brushes that that would play into that conversation as well. If you're doing most of the project as brush work. Exactly. Then you really need to go get a better brush because there is absolutely no reason trying to save a few bucks here and there when it's talking about the applicator. Exactly. That's putting most of the product down. And the funny thing is, you know, on a normal project, how many roller covers are you doing? You know, a normal Two. average project. Two at the most, right? right? Normally, that'd be how it goes. A good roller cover you can get for four bucks. Mm-hmm. A really good one. A really good one. All right, like so best. four bucks. So yeah. eight total dollars for a roller covers. Yes. On this particular project, how much is a cheap roller cover?
1: Two something.
2: Yeah, yeah. You're probably, yeah. Let's just make it a dollar. So you get two of them, <laughs> two of them for a dollar each. So sure. two bucks. You're talking a net gain of six dollars, and you're really sacrificing potentially the quality of that finish, how it looks and it's it's not worth it it's there are better places to make it. that cut and i think Right now, I mean, honestly, we've got something going on. We don't run tons of crazy specials at Repcolite. It's just kinda not our bag. But we are running a great special on microplush Wooster roller covers. They're nine inch covers, five sixteenths inch nap, so a great all-purpose nap. Exactly. And they're two sixty-five.
1: Normally they'd be over four dollars a piece, so it's a huge savings and there's really no reason at this point not to
2: get a super nice roller cover. Right. Micro plush covers from Wooster top of the line?
1: Honestly, they're my favorite to use because I don't have to worry about them shedding, which I really like. I've had projects where I have had little fuzzes stick to the wall and it's so frustrating. I'm the only one probably that sees it, but it drives me nuts Mm -hmm. and I like that these don't have
2: shed. Do you point it out to people? Like at your home, you show them a room that you painted. Do you show them all the flaws?
1: Here, come over here. I want to show you where the roller cover actually stuck to the wall. You don't wall. do that, right?
2: No. I do. <laughs> if I build something or if I do something, I, there's something wrong. <laughs> but but I will walk in and people will say, oh, that looks very good. Very nice. And I'll say, Well, no, no, it doesn't. Look over here. It's just a train wreck over here. I don't know what was going on. Yeah, I don't know why I do that. <sighs> I That's might be terrible. the only one that notices it, but when you're rolling it on, you know what we're talking about. You yes. get little clumps of stuff. You know, the fuzzies from the roller cover, it's a real pain. You're picking it off the wall, now mm-hmm. you gotta re roll and you put more fuzzies down. Yeah. These are shed resistant. They give you a spray like finish. So perfect for cabinets, doors, super
1: even, flat surfaces. Yeah.
2: Wooster micro plush roller covers. Right now they're two sixty five each. That's through the end of the month. So definitely something to check out and certainly not a product to skimp on. Okay. Roller frames. That's the next on my list. Roller frames. Right. Skimp or I don't skimp, Haley.
1: I would skimp here, even though it is, you know, pretty important.
2: Yeah. If you're, I I guess I'd agree with this one. This is really boring. We're agreeing. I know. I wanted to disagree. I was
1: really hoping that the brush one would start us off right. I Uh, thought you were going to disagree with me on that. No,
2: no, I'd have to agree with you on that one. I agree with you on this one. I think if you do a lot of painting, you know, all of these have caveats. Yeah. If I do a ton of work, if if you're my mom. (laughs) or like my mom, get the best stuff because you're going to be happier in the long run because these things don't go bad. You can keep them and keep them and keep them. And there are all kinds of really good ones out there. Wooster Sherlock roller frames. They have these little retaining clips on the end. You slide your roller cover on and it stays on. Right. And it won't work its way off. Sometimes they walk their way off on the cheaper ones. And
1: that does happen and it can lead to kind of like roller lines mm-hmm. on the wall. You'll get this little buildup line right. along the edge of that frame and that's kind of annoying so if you're gonna use a cheaper one just keep an eye on that you know adjust as necessary so you don't end up with something that yeah is not as nice
2: right the other thing that those wooster sherlock frames will do is they've got a uh, quick connect on the bottom it's an easy clip-on clip-off yeah. kind of thing that works with the wooster extension poles which we'll talk about in a minute but they snap right on they snap right off you can switch them out really really convenient they lock there's like a hex nut on there that Locks in that roller frame handle so it right. doesn't roll back and forth. If you've ever screwed a handle onto an extension pole, just a threaded one, It'll it will loosen work itself out. Yeah. So there's a lot to be gained by going to to the really good stuff. But in the grand scheme of things, if you're trying to save some money, those little cheaper ones will work. I've got them. I've used them for years. They're not quite as sturdy, but they do work. They do work. You It'll get couple... the job done. Definitely. So okay, roller frames. Probably a place to skimp if you need to. Extension poles. What do you think about those? Skimp or don't skimp?
1: Well, here's the thing. If you're going to skimp on a roller cover frame, what we just talked about, the cage, you might as well skimp on the extension pole because you don't have that quick connect option anyways.
2: No, but it's extra money you could be spending. And sometimes we just want to drop the coin. (laughs) You would
1: splurge here. No, of
2: course not. It doesn't make any sense to splurge here. You know, you can Dang,
1: get. I thought we were going to have to argue. for No, a minute. no, no.
2: Those Wooster <laughs> extension poles, uh, their Sherlock extension poles, they are absolutely brilliant. Right, love these things. You can get them from two to four foot. You can get them from eight to sixteen foot. Anything in between. They, you push a little button and it will slide out and it locks into little holes in the pole. It's. Ex- expendable expendable it's expandable not expendable it's not expendable <laughs> <laughs> and you really should be using a roller extension pole no matter what you're painting well unless it's cabinets inside cabinets sure. probably not or
1: trim little
2: inconvenient yeah right? well for trim you could sit on a chair <laughs> and just roll the room from the chair No. we
1: should do like a weird Olympics of paint and you can do that we'll compete okay
2: alright but no for wall painting having an extension pole even if it's just a two footer right really takes some pressure off of you it's just easier to work with and you're not up and down ladders you can quick pop it open to get to the forefoot and it's way better if you haven't put that into your paint toolkit you need to get one now you could get the really nice ones if you've got the nice roller frames you need to get the really nice extension it like completes
1: the system right they go together
2: right exactly yeah but if you're not going to do that we do have forefoot wooden threaded extension poles. I mean, five bucks, something like that. Get one, cut it in half. You've got your two foot. Get another one. You've got your four foot. And here's a quick little thing. If you really want to save money, your push broom
1: probably
2: has a threaded handle that's going to work with your extension or with your roller frame.
1: That's how you really skimp.
2: That's how you really skimp. That's like a
1: pro level skimp.
2: Yeah, but here's a pro level tip that goes with that. Make sure you put it back on your broom because if you don't do a lot of painting... I've lived this. I completely forgot where the thing was. Where so I go to the broom heck and I just. Did my broom yeah, handle I've, go? Yeah, in the garage. I've only got the broom head. And literally, that's what I ended up using. I was on the what? floor. Well, I couldn't find the other thing. So and you're I like want to run
1: Cinderella on your knees? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes,
2: so don't do that. That's just absolutely <laughs> that's stupid. That's hilarious. All right, extension poles. Could be a skimp. Yeah. Let's talk about paint trays.
1: Yeah, I think the audience might be surprised, but this is a splurge item. Uh, You're not really saving anything by skimping on the plastic ones. I think it's a difference of like 50 cents between a nice metal tray that you can get liners for. A
2: nine inch standard roller tray.
1: Yeah, the plastic ones don't really save you any money. And you can't get the liners for them, so you can't reuse them as easily as you can the metal ones.
2: Yeah, so get a metal tray, like you said, about 50 cents more, and then you buy the tray liners that go with it. Exactly. You hinted at that. They're like a buck a piece, something around yeah. that range, and they make cleanup so easy. They'll keep the tray looking great. They fit in like a glove because they're made for it. Mm-hmm. It's a system that works together all from Wooster. Right. And they're, they they're not interchangeable. So you can buy um, tray liners at other places, and they don't fit necessarily – The trays that you're buying, it could be really
1: frustrating if you don't buy them
2: together. Yeah, buy them together, and then yeah, you just you can rinse them out for a while. If you don't feel like doing that, you can just toss them.
1: I've turned them inside out before. I like let the paint dry, and then I just flip them inside out, and now I can use them twice.
2: Super pro cheap there too. (laughs) So anyway, metal trays—that's a splurge only because it doesn't make any sense to try to save money there. The last one, no, we got two more drop cloths. What do you think about drop cloths, Haley? This is a splurge. Oh. Oh really? Yes. All so right. Do you disagree? Nah, yeah, not really. No. Go for it. What do you, what, what would you do with this?
1: Um, canvas is the way to go. And it doesn't mean that you have to buy a giant canvas drop cloth because that can be expensive. Just get a small one and move it around the room with you. So you're still getting a nice drop cloth, but you're not spending the most money on a canvas drop cloth as you would with like a giant room sized one.
2: Yeah, no, I know. I went back and forth on this one too. Uh, I guess where I was going to go was I was breaking it down by how often you paint. That's always the first part of all of these. Mm -hmm. It's a one and out. I would just get a paper and plastic. It'll cover like a 9 by 12 area, something like that. It's got a little more weight to it because it's got a layer of paper as well as the plastic. I don't like just the plain plastic, especially if it's just on the floor.
1: No, it's it's really annoying to use. Yeah, it's
2: not fun to walk on. It blows around all over the place. This paper one is still going to blow if you're working outside, but at least it's got a little more stability on the floor Yeah, and the paper will absorb paint drops better. You know, plastic doesn't normally absorb a whole lot. And, and then so you step tra- in it yep. and the cat's track tracking them all over it. Yep. The place. Exactly. So if I'm going to just do a little bit of painting and I need a full room drop cloth, that's what I would do. But I would also add to that a 4x15 canvas runner. And honestly, that's what I use. I don't rarely do I, uh, you know, drop off a whole room. Right. I'm not throwing the drop cloth down. I I'm messy, but I'm not that messy. I can <laughs> control it a little bit. And so I use the runner Put it up against the wall. I'm working. It comes out four feet. Yeah. Plenty easy to work with. A canvas runner is about 22 bucks. Exactly. And that's really, you know, definitely something you will use over and over and over again. And not
1: just for paint projects either.
2: Right. Well, that's what I was going to say. My parents, I was over there and they had bought some cabinet thing that dad's got to put together now. Mm -hmm. And they're busy spreading out their little canvas drop cloth. They've got a big, you know, 10 by whatever or a 9 by whatever. And that's what dad worked on. And it was way nicer than how I would have worked at home. So they use theirs for all kinds of different things. If that's you, spend the money, get the canvas. You're not going to regret that.
1: No, exactly. All right.
2: Last one. Fast, Haley, tape. Skimp, don't skimp.
1: Uh, I would splurge on tape. Yep. Frog tape is really the way to go. Because if I'm going to take the time to tape, I do not want any bleed through. Like that needs to be a guarantee.
2: Okay. Okay. All right. I think this is one I would skimp on Hmm. if I need to save money because we did that test where we tested you and I all the different tapes that we sell. I would never buy the brown masking tape. Don't do that. You'll put it on, you're still going to have bleed through no matter what you do. And that's what we tested. We put all these different right. tapes down. One side of the tape we pushed down with our finger. Mm-hmm. The other side we pressed down more tightly with a putty knife, the flat blade of a putty knife. Yeah. When we did the blue painter's tape, the standard blue painter's tape, we got the, the press down with the putty knife lines were just as sharp as the frog tape lines.
1: That's So fair. if you
2: do it and you apply it the right way, you can save some money because frog tape, it's a little more expensive.
1: Yeah, it's over $7 a roll.
2: Know thyself. What you need to do, yeah, and if you're not going to go around and push all those edges down with a putty knife, then drop the extra money and get the frog tape. Now, we've only got a minute left, just under that. You kind of totaled up how much you would save if we took your advice,
1: yes. Um, so if we got the very best of everything, you'd end up spending around a hundred and one dollars on every single thing that you need for your paint project. If you take our advice and go with the skimps that we recommended, then you're saving a total of $50. Okay. Um, so pretty big savings. And you could save even more if you end up signing up for our DIY Savings Program. It's a text that goes out once a month. And this month, you could save $10 on your purchase.
2: All right. And they can do that online at repcolite.com. We'll have that right on the homepage. And one last thing about all of these tools is even the cheap ones that we talked about, are generally things that are gonna stay with you from project to project. So the next project, you'll save even more because you'll already have some of these things that will still be functioning just fine. So anyway, something to think about. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, it's cheapo wallpaper and some projects to do with it. That's
0: all just ahead. Stay tuned. If you wanna take your DIY skills up a rung, the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM.
2: And we're back, and we are going to talk about cheapo wallpaper, Haley. That's what we promised the people. Yeah, cheapo. And I'm going to hold you to it. Mm-hmm. And this is all you. I'm going to just provide color commentary as we go.
1: You're getting really good at that. So and, this is your segment to shine. Yeah, really. this is
2: my superpower. <laughs>
1: Yes, cheap wallpaper options, because it's an expensive project that we've talked about quite a bit this year. Mm -hmm. And it's one that I really love because it's got a huge design impact. So I'm a huge encourager of wallpapering.
2: Why? Okay, I'm going to derail us immediately. (laughs) When you first started here, I don't remember that you liked wallpaper a whole lot.
1: I don't think I was, like, enthusiastic about wallpaper, I don't but I don't think are. that I hated it. No, 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 and I'm not yeah. saying
2: that, but you weren't enthusiastic, but you've become quite enthusiastic about it.
1: Yes, I have, because so what... I didn't really know about wallpaper before starting here, and the more I've seen it, the more I've fallen in love with it, okay. and the more I've done it, the more that I like it, so... Which is why
2: we're talking about it yeah. right now, because it's, it is really a, a profound difference that it can make in a, in a space. Exactly. But it is a little pricey.
1: It's really
2: pricey. And so we wanted to try to come up with some maybe simpler ways or cheaper ways, I should say. Because
1: a lot of the designers that I see posting on Instagram are using designs that are like upwards of $200 a roll. And those so, are crazy <laughs> And for good reason. I mean, they're beautiful patterns. Sure. I totally get it. I would love those in my own home. However, I don't have the budget for that.
2: Now, th- we should say that's that's not most the wallpapers. General estimate, aren't yeah. going to price out right. around $200 a single roll. Exactly. Let's find something between, you know, grocery bags yeah. and $200 a single roll. Exactly. <laughs> and what do you got for us? Where would you steer us?
1: So the very... Most inexpensive, we'll say, um, is a line of wallpaper called Roommates, and I think that's kind of appropriate, actually. But that's a peel and stick line, and it's going to start around thirty six dollars. So really, thirty six dollars
2: for a single roll, right? So they still are sold so, in doubles. Yeah, you can't buy a single roll. Right. So we're talking seventy two bucks for a double roll. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: And that's really kind of the lowest that I would go for wallpaper. Mm -hmm. And I've used this brand before and there are caveats to this because cheap is cheap ultimately. And just like paint, cheaper wallpaper is more difficult to work
2: with. What did you run into? Is this what we did on for the design event where you put the beadboard looking paper up? Was this roommates?
1: Um that wasn't roommates, but it's a similar level price wise.
2: Okay. So what am I losing? What am I sacrificing by going to this little bit cheaper version?
1: You're losing the workability of a wallpaper that's a little bit thicker. So some of the cheaper wallpapers are going to be really thin, and they're almost going to be a little bit stretchy. It's that vinyl material, and having that bit of stretch may sound like a good thing, but when you're lining up a pattern, it actually kind of messes you up a little bit and it makes things more complicated.
2: It was not a fun work environment.
1: That <laughs> no, was hostile. Yeah, yeah, it was
2: It was pretty bad. I I had 9-1 dialed on my phone waiting to push that other one just in case. But it never got to that. It, uh, it was really kind of ugly, though, and I felt bad for you because it was a struggle. Yeah. Now, there were other things involved. We were there installing were. it on the wrong direction, kind of sideways, because that's yeah. what our display needed. Yeah. If we had gone you know, top to bottom, vertically, right. it probably would have gone a lot smoother. But still, you went to a better one for another display, a heavier paper, mm-hmm. less stretch, less give, right. and you flew through the installation on that I one. I did,
1: yeah. And so you do really get what you pay for, even with wallpaper Mm -hmm. and even with peel-and-stick wallpaper. So don't get scared away that you can't do a nice job with a peel-and-stick paper. You can just opt for one that's going to be you know closer to the $70 or $80 range.
2: All right. So the roommates fits into that, though. That's still one that you're saying is lower end, range-wise, price-wise, but still giving you the quality that you want in most applications. All right. You got about a minute and a half left. Where do you want to go from here?
1: I would say that in general, the way to cheap out on wallpaper is just to use less wallpaper, ultimately.
2: That makes a lot of sense, Haley.
1: (laughs) And so there's some ways to do that by choosing accent walls, choosing walls that have the biggest impact. If you have an open staircase, for example, do that staircase wall because now you've got wallpaper on the first floor and the second floor, right? So just choosing very wisely. Also, ceilings, that's... One wall essentially instead of four, and it's really surprising, really unique. So even bigger impact, and you still get wallpaper in the room.
2: Yeah, I know. With your dining room, you took, you put it on one wall, right? And you, it's an open concept to some extent. Yeah, you can see the you know the dining room. It's from a the craftsman room.
1: open concept. Right, so, right. Yeah.
2: But you said that just having it on that one wall really helped fill that whole main level. Exactly. And it was enough paper for all of that.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't need any in the living room. I think that would be almost overkill. And it completely changed the feeling of that entire space. Just the one wall.
2: Wallpaper can make a huge difference in your space. It is pricey, but there are ways to work around it to really still have that great impact. And then you fill in. The holes with paint, right?
1: Exactly. <laughs> all right.
2: That's all the time we've got. We're going to have to wrap it up. If you want to catch this one again, you can find it online at repcolite.com. Look for us on YouTube, the Repcolite Home Improvement Show. You can watch this episode. I can't imagine anything better than that on a Saturday. Exactly. And if you do watch it, hit subscribe, and you'll get the next one when it comes out. Whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. The Repcolite and Port City Paint Stores are open until 3, waiting to help. I'm Dan Hansen.
1: And I'm Healy Johnson. Thanks for listening.